When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, don't miss tomorrow night. Should be really interesting with a crazy weekend behind us. The next exclusive reveal of the college football rankings. Reese and the crew breaking them down. That's tomorrow, 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Uh, meanwhile, a Steelers-Bengals yesterday. Hey, RC, how about Najee Harris? If there's no room right or left, how about you just go over the top? This is the longest Steeler touchdown uh-huh. of the year that we saw <laughs> yesterday. And this is what Najee Harris did a ton at Alabama. I think it's Notre Dame. He jumps over a guy's head yeah. on the sideline. Najee Harris is now starting to get into it. They're creating some space and this is huge for them. Kenny Pickett played well yesterday. He did. Too. Like, that's a couple weeks in a Rookie row. That it, was, it was that Joe Burrow was on the other side, though. The assassin. Oh, but yeah. Ah. Burrow and the Bengals wind up winning crazy Sunday in the NFL. Danny, R.C., Rex, I'm Greeny. Let's roll it. It starts with the performance of the day, maybe the performance of the year from the Dallas Cowboys in Minnesota. Vikings come in after that huge win against Buffalo the week before. Micah Parsons not impressed. Greeny, third down, first one of the game. They simulate pressure. Micah Parsons one-on-one versus a very good tackle. If you hold the football against this pass rush, it is good night, Irene. Meanwhile, Cowboys get it. And Rex, what did you tell me earlier? Tony Pollard is right now. Uh, he is the best that we saw out of Zeke about 20 years ago. <laughs> Everything that Zeke was, that's who he is. The highest he's been leading for like seven I don't years. care. Tony Pollard. He looks old. Pollard, six. Pollard had 189 yards from scrimmage. That was Zeke punching it in. I and then Rex. here's more Pollard. But you got to love Dak on this play. One, two, three, four. Kick it out to Pollard. Everybody on the defense sinks in. Really good blocking by Schultz. Rex, you just made the sound effect. The speed with Pollard when the ball when the ball is in his hands. He was really good, but RC, the best player on the field was Micah Parsons again. Because we got to see Michael Parsons do what he does best, and that seek and destroy when Three. it comes to the quarterback. 13 seconds left in the half. How about Dak Prescott rolling and finding nice. Lamb? This is as Great good of a throw ball. as you can. When they get the OBJ, they're going to have two number one wide receivers. Oh he said, oh he said I got the 88 wrong here. Dak at, at 27 to get OBJ. 22 of 25, 276, zero picks. Uh, he was spectacular. Yo, this is Pollard was the man. This is what gross. a dime. I mean, you talk about like pre-snap awareness, communicating at the line of scrimmage, attacking a defense, and making a perfect throw. That's everything right there for Dallas's offense. At that moment, CBS cut to a different game. Cowboys win huge. <laughs> Jerry, let's talk. Do you see this team as being one of the teams that's in it to contend for a championship? Or how, how do you look at this team, what you've seen to this point? A resounding yes. Yes. Unequivocally yes. Uh, I think we've had uh, adversity. We very easily could have some more adversity. But I sure do think that uh, what I see out here right now is, a, is the team like that you could go get a Super Bowl with. All right, we have played 10 weeks of this NFL season, Rex Ryan. What did you tell me you thought about the Cowboys yesterday? Best performance in the entire NFL right here. I mean, for the whole season, best performance of the year by far. And because it was on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball, total domination. I mean, look, this this Minnesota Viking offense, we thought that, look, that – they're imp- almost impossible to stop. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson, 
Uh, Kirk Cousins playing well. Offensive line doing well. They got – was that Mom. the 85 Bears? <laughs> yeah, they got Molly Wap. Are you kidding me? They got Molly Wap. Like pass rush. Grinny, it was absolutely scary. Ferocious. And, and then I look on the other side of the ball. I mean, the offense – Dominated the most dominant performance of the year. But that's the that, that's the other piece of it too, though. You talked about it being a complete game when you asked ask rest the question. This is who they have to be, right? Because they played so well on offense. The Minnesota Vikings couldn't stick to trying to run the football. The Minnesota Minnesota Vikings had to pass. And once Hawkinson misses that ball in the end zone yeah. that now turns into three, I believe that changes the game. And let's also look at what Dan Quinn did defensively. Last, last week, we saw a lot of Michael Parsons off the ball, right, playing middle linebacker along with Van Der Esch. This week, they went to more of a dime package where J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson were the guys in, 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 in the box. And then you could allow Michael Parsons to rush. They played this game, and this game plan was tailor-made for the Minnesota Vikings. Can I, can I ask and you know what else I forgot? No, what else I forgot? They played this well against Minnesota last year defensively when Cooper Rush beat them. Yeah. They have right. a great plan for why, why do they do that De- defensively? Why are there games when Micah plays off the ball more? And then why are – I mean, I thought – There shouldn't I, be. There right? shouldn't be. I thought, I, I thought <laughs> no, last yeah. week, one, Anthony Barr – wasn't available. Okay. And I thought last week the, 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 the zone scheme and the run scheme that stretches uh, by Aaron Jones was something they were nervous about, and they wanted Micah to be able to run it down. Okay. But when, I said this Friday. Some players, and this is not a knock on Micah Parsons' intelligence, some players, I don't want you to think. I don't yeah, pay I heard you. you say that. I yeah. don't pay you to think. Yeah. If you watch Michael Parsons, they don't make him rush with contain last night. They're not telling him where he can be and where he can't be. They basically draw things away from him and give him one-on-ones with two-way yeah. goals. Two-way He's goals. unstoppable like that. And, and, and when they do that, I mean, you, no one knows defense better than you do. Last week they got run on, and the whole conversation yeah. here all week was, ooh, have we found the fatal flaw in the Dallas defense? And no one runs the ball better. I mean, not markedly better right. than Minnesota does, obviously, with Dalvin Cook. They they couldn't do anything yesterday against Yeah, that and, and it was a problem. Like, I went into the game thinking they are literally going to dehydrate Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the, the ball pill. in his belly 30 times a game. Sure. And they, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Dalvin Cook, they do that? Dalvin Cook averaged 6.5 yards a run. got away from them the a little game, bit. That's what I'm trying, that, that, it, was, it was the complimentary. It's get away from you if you drop I back agree. and pass against I agree. This, I agree. This no, but right I'm saying, like, that, that was the point, though. This game ended up playing out in the way the Dallas Cowboys yeah. needed it, too. They could still be run on, but you can't run the Yo. football and stick with it when you're getting mudded. Cool. Off defensively, can I That's can true. I like I go back and forth to the Dallas offense, you know, because part of me sits there and says, man, they miss uh, Amari Cooper. Like, uh, you know, Dak with Amari Cooper is a different player, but I'm also the same person that says like they are absolutely by far their best when they have multiple tight ends on the field, and then they give Dak the control at the line of scrimmage. You know, and you saw that yesterday. Like, I like the formation change what they do with their tight ends. So you see, the inside tight end is off the ball, and the outside tight end is on the ball. Naturally, it would be flipped inside on, outside off. We call that west. This is called east. And what it does is it, versus that five-man front for Minnesota, it just creates better angles for those tight ends. When they put Dak under center and do, like, the different variants or various formations, this one, Pollard, it's duo. He's got great vision and burst on the cut. I think this Dallas offense, like, if, if you're asking me, are the Cowboys a championship team? Defensively, if they can get teams to pass the ball, yes. Offensively, I think, like, if they settle into – putting tight ends on the field, using, like, the unique formations with the tight ends, and then giving Dak control at the line of scrimmage. I think it could be a championship complementary offense. Dak Prescott's the most important player 
on the Dallas Cowboys offense. But I think offense. pre-snap just as much Tony as Pollard is the best <laughs> player on this offense. Tony Pollard, like going into weeks, Troy and I would always sit around and we'd talk and we'd say, like, we played Adrian Peterson. I'd be like, hey, bro, like, how you yeah. going to tackle it? Right? If we played Randy Moss, hey, man, how are you going to play too high? How are you – are we – Tony Pollard would be the dude we had the conversation about. And the only one really? on the Dallas More Cowboys than team. Lamb. Hell oh, yeah. CeeDee oh, yeah. Lamb would say, Ike, you go do what you got to do and we're going to live with that. Tony Pollard would be the guy, okay, Troy, if we, if we got cover three, listen, you can hang closer to the line. You get that swing route. I got you over the top if they give anything post corner. He's the kind of guy you have to have conversations about, not only when you scheme this team, but based on the players and how you would approach to tackle him and cover him. Absolutely. And, and to me, anytime we played against a guy like this, which rarely happened 30 years of coaching, yeah. all right, you get a guy with this kind of ability, you have to have one extra guy there. Yeah. We would say, so if if you're playing the seam flat, say, say there's a guy covering the seam flat, I would steal half a man somewhere else. I would always drop somebody Push that else. You're saying? Yeah. Always you're, you're, to Tony Pollard. The three receiver He's hook guy got a slide too. At the risk of getting a little yep. bit too uh, advanced class <laughs> for the defense. Uh, Tony Romo made a pretty good point yesterday, I thought, on the telecast. We keep talking about who should start, who should start. It's really not about who starts between uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke. It's matter. about who's there in the points that matter the most in the game. And Pollard you're was telling spectacular. Me Tony watched get up again? But let's get. <laughs> Fair enough. But let's, let, let's, let's make the most important point which is Dak, last week, there were questions, there were criticism. They were fair. He, that's what I'm saying. But let's give him the same credit where it is due. He played really, really well yesterday. A- absolutely. And it really goes down to the control at the line of scrimmage. When they give him the ability to get to the line of scrimmage, use time, the dummy cadence, so the defense is doing this, let's get to a really good play for us. Not only out of the bad play, but a really good one. You see it here, third and six. He wants to get to an RPO because they're playing shell coverage. He's going to read the middle linebacker. Middle linebacker flows to the run. Great rise up and throw the slant to CD in the slot. They carry the slant. Ooh. Now everything's vacated. Third and six becomes a run. It's not all that different than that triple option we saw from Philadelphia. Third and seven, or second and seven, this is his feet, right? When you protect them, this is a really good job of him trusting his feet and his eyes, getting the ball all the way outside to Tony Pollard. I said this last week, like, when they live in that choice route area where there's gray, I don't think they have a guy who can do that just yet with CD. But when there's definition and he knows that. kind of yeah. what's going on, that's when they play their best. I think here's a stat that I think stands out. You have to be able to protect your quarterback, and you have to be able to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. Dallas is at plus 28. That leads the National wow. Football League with that, that sack differential. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, the I mean the sacks that they're getting and and I'm surprised that this offensive line is able to protect they're the quarterback. A, they're a good uh, run blocking offensive line, a bad pass. By the way, yeah, Ted, when you look Ted, at the differential, they're number 1 in the league. Ted Tebow never had a game like that. No, no, right. I just want you to know. He was very upset at us last week. Tad is our friend. And, and look, say this too about Dak. We're in a league now where when you watch some quarterbacks play, you get sort of spoiled the way Josh Allen runs, the way Lamar yeah. Jackson runs, the way Justin Field runs. Dak doesn't run like that, but he's an effective runner with the ball when he wants to be. Absolutely. But I think the, the key point is this. Yesterday, they only asked him to play good quarterback. Yeah. Last week, they asked him to play great quarterback. And that's the difference when they get that run game going is he can play good and have moments of greatness. When the greatness is demanded, that's when it becomes a different conversation for their offense. So yesterday they looked like a Super Bowl team. I don't think that's an opinion. It's an obvious statement of fact. How about the team they played? The team that entered the day 8-1. and one. The team that had just beaten Buffalo in their own building. Do you know that right this minute the Minnesota Vikings sitting at 8-2 and two, 
have a negative point differential on the season. That means they have allowed more points than they've scored, despite winning six more games than they've lost. As you see on your screen, they're the first team ever to do that. Rex, what does that tell us well, about I the Well, I mean, Vikings? it's absurd. That stat is absolutely crazy. But it shows you this is a team that, as I look at them, they win on decisions. Games are close. And we praise the heck out of it because, yeah, it's you know, I mean, it's hard to win those type of games. But you ain't going to do it all the time. you got to knock people out. And, and we saw what happened to them uh, yesterday. They got knocked out. But that's what I mean. This team is not that good. They don't look like they're elite. However, they're going to have a chance because they're going to win their division and at least host a, a, a playoff game. Yeah. So they're contenders, but are they real contenders? I don't think well, so. Well, there's no other team in their division that has a winning record or even right. a 500 record. So, yes, they're clearly going to win the NFC North. But. Were they exposed yesterday, RC, I think is what people want to know. Well, I, I think you. this brings you back to that Monday night football game against the Philadelphia Eagles. What, did, what, totally. what, the, what, what do the Philadelphia Eagles have that the Dallas Cowboys have? They have a true number one corner in mm-hmm. Darius Slay. We saw the same thing with Trayvon Diggs, who follows Justin totally, Jefferson. Dude. They can both rush the passer. We saw them be able to rush the passer and get to Kirk Cousins. And on the other side of it, they both can run the football, right, yeah. and they have explosive offenses. They've lost to two of the better teams or two of the best teams in the NFC. The problem is you can't lose like that. Totally. Right? If, you, if, you, if you're a very Oof. good football team, you have to find a way to be competitive. You have to find a way to get the game close again. And that's the ugliness of this. And you say, okay, those are two teams you have to play to get to the Super Bowl. Quick it final word. That Minnesota, yes or no as far as deep playoff run, still buying? Good team. Good team when they're at their peak. They're not as good as the others. And they've got drumped or dumped twice. Both games, they had Justin Jefferson shut down. They got dumped and drummed. You were right. It, you were it right drumped. in both cases. It you combined it. Drumped. drumped. One way or I'm the other. It works that. either way. All right. Drumped. We'll talk about the Eagles as we roll on. They sleepwalk through most of Sunday, and then Jalen Hurts rides to the rescue with the finish. Is Philly back on track, or is there still cause for concern? Plus, Patrick the Great comes up big when it matters the most. Patrick is he playing the best football of his career? Is he playing better than anyone else in the entire NFL? We'll answer those questions as we roll on. It's Get Up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing 
all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. We are back. If you didn't stay up late last night, you missed quite the duel between two terrific quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Pick it up first quarter. Uh, Dan, what sound effect would you like to make for this throw from Justin Herbert? That's Joshua Palmer on the other side. Chargers up 7-3. Then the other way, Mahomes, Kelsey all night long. It's just so sweet to watch. Travis Kelsey looks 10 years younger. The beautiful route on the out route, the throw by Patrick Mahomes. It's basically an unstoppable connection. And, and then Jody Fortson on the other end Don't of this one. Don't say his name with such confusion, oh. Greeny. Oh, oh. Beautiful throw, 13 personnel, one back, three tight ends. The rail route down the sideline, beautiful throw, and then get the ball to Kelsey uh, down in the red zone, walk-in touchdown. Chiefs take a 13-10 lead. Now we're going back the other way, and this time it's Austin Eckler, RC. Listen, Austin Eckler is a touchdown scoring machine. He gets in the end zone here. Physical run for a little guy. So we got a good back-and-forth battle last night. Start of the fourth. Chiefs are down 20-16, to but Mahomes still had Travis Kelsey working. Start him on the outside of the bunch, bring him all the way across in man coverage, throw the ball out front, and then he does the rest. That was Easy a corner. Touchdown. That was Beautiful a corner. Job. Doesn't yeah. matter. Chiefs really Doesn't matter. Lead. Checks it. That's Dang. Kelsey's second touchdown. All right, Justin, your turn. Give me a sound effect. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Take the shot on third and long. Really nice catch by Keenan Allen. Outside to slip back inside and sell out. We need better coordination on our Sorry goals. About that. Uh, one way or another. Herbert, Palmer, touchdown. Two minutes left. Chargers up by four. Was there any question what Mahomes was going to do? Give me my dollar. No. Did the sun rise this morning? Our That's the reality it is. Want a buck. That's Marquez Valdez scantling. And then, how about this? Mahomes scrambles. Green, Green if you guys play man coverage Good against man. him and don't coordinate the rush, or a spy with your back's turn, he's going to eat you up on the scramble. Then they get Kelsey soloed up by himself. It's outside leverage, man. They drop the safety down into the middle. He sets him at this fake pick, and then it's a walk in touchdown. That's Kelsey's third touchdown of the night. I want to cut to that guy. Cut that guy. I want to cut that guy. 27. A Chargers get one last chance. Justin Herbert every week has the ball down three with yeah. 30 seconds left, and this time as it has happened. Half their games this season, it's tipped, it's picked, and the Chiefs hold on to win. Kansas City's 8-2. No one else in their division, which we began this year thinking might be the best division of all time. No one else in their division has a winning That's record. Mahomes yeah, is brilliant. And very quickly, I've, I a couple of other things. But I want you to make the point earlier that you did, uh, that you did earlier today. We, we talk about Aaron Rodgers losing his security blanket in, in uh, uh, Devontae Adams. We thought the same, I thought the same thing had happened with Tyreek Hill. Why was wrong because he still had Travis Kelsey when Devontae Adams was doing what he was doing in Green Bay he was doing it alone like, like we would panic every week that he wasn't up we'd be like oh my gosh who are they gonna throw the ball to well 
You lose Tyreek Hill, so you lose that explosiveness, but you didn't lose your number one receiver. You didn't lose the guy you can count on in every situation in Travis Kelsey. And we've seen that confidence continue to grow this season. And when you think about the red zone, third down, two-minute, situational football where teams need to be their best, yeah. it's 15 has it in his hands or he's throwing it to 87. Go back to last year against the Buffalo Bills when they win that game. And Travis Kelsey not only saying, okay, if we do this and you get the ball to Tyreek, we can get this amount of yards. Sure. And now I'm going to slide out a little bit, uh, um, Patrick, because if I hit this seam, I can get open. So it's not just about the talent. It's not just about explosiveness. If you can think exactly how I think as a quarterback, I am comfortable with you, yeah. and we've seen that all year. Maybe the point, and we can explore this as the week goes on, he could have less afforded to lose Kelsey, perhaps, 100%. than Tyreek Hill. That point, that's it. Mahomes, brilliant, MVP, awesome. Josh Allen, they win yesterday. Bills and Chiefs, it feels like it's coming on to that. So right now, Rex, I will start with you. Bills or Chiefs, who you got in the AFC? Bills. Still and Bills. I still say the Bills because I think when they get healthy on defense, they have the depth, and I think that'll be the difference. I see a Bill under your helmet as well, or yeah. your helmet, that Bill's helmet. Yeah, the Bills. Uh, two great teams, but I'll take the Bills, and I think the health under defense. Josh Allen, James Cook coming along a little bit in their run game. Singletary coming along a little bit in their run game. It'll be a great game. I'm also going to sprinkle the Ravens in because I think they're great. I did more than sprinkle. I've got the Ravens in. If you look at their remaining schedule, I believe they will be <laughs> the see. one seed. They have no losses left on their and schedule. And they played like a, a, a C game all year. I, I think this could be – they're the team that no one is talking about. I picked them before the season. No reason to change. RC, y'all you refuse finna, to play y'all the game. Y'all ain't going to force me into this. Like last year, you have to make <laughs> last year, last year you would have said the same thing. Oh, the Bills or the Chiefs, the Bengals, right? Like, like this is the and the Bengals and, and, and I think and I and I actually think last year watching the Bills and the Chiefs, I was more confident in those two teams than I am this year. Huh. When you look at the AFC, a lot of teams are playing at a very high level. If the Miami Dolphins sneak in, wouldn't be surprised. I agree. If the Bengals get back up there, wouldn't be surprised. Baltimore, obviously, you look at the Chiefs and the Bills at the top, but any team. Can be That's had five right Tennessee. Now. You include Tennessee? I, I would include that Tennessee. Six. Yeah. We're, we're, we're six teams deep now as far as real contenders in the AFC. Only seven make the playoffs. That should be fascinating. Okay, time for Sunday superlatives coming out of a fascinating day. Dan, what was the most impressive thing you saw? The most impressive thing was Cincinnati that we just kind of hinted at. Quietly a really good game offensively. Joe Burrow in this offense without Jamar Chase are coming yeah. along. Craig yeah. Pittsburgh. They played well and had good moments. But the ball placement, the decision-making, the I don't necessarily need the bona fide superstar receiver. Joe Burrow's ability to constantly do the right thing with the football quickly helps this offense so much. They were really good yesterday against Pittsburgh. And he was really good. Rex, biggest disappointment. Yeah, I mean, please, Zach Wilson. And you know what? Sure? Joe Burrow, and I'll tell you what, Joe Burrow tells, handles the press conference. Uh, the right way also. This kid doesn't. I don't care about how garbage he played in the game, which he did stink. But I'm going to say this. His performance on the podium was the worst, the most concerning thing that I've seen out of Zach Wilson. He needs to grow up, take ownership of it. You've got a coach. You have the, the uh, playoff coach, a playoff GM. The rest of your team is playoff material, you're not. RC, your favorite play of the My day. My favorite play of the day was Cordero Patterson's kickoff return for a touchdown. One, because he fumbled the football on the previous drive, but this also gives him nine kickoff return touchdowns for his career, which is an NFL record. I believe that Devin mm. Hester be, be, 
Devin Hester belongs in the Hall of Fame, and I think Cordero Patterson is slowly working his way there. Return game is a young man's game, and he is no longer a young man. All right, and so we have so much more to do on this day. Coming up, fly, Eagles fly. Jalen Hurts, four down, fabulous at the finish. Is Philly back on track? We're looking at the NFC playoff picture, and let's see how Rex does. He's been so good this year. So the Jets lose in New England again. What was the starting quarterback matchup the last time the Jets won in Foxborough in the regular season? That's the question. The answer's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back on Get Up. The Eagles versus the Fighting Saturdays, who was in fighting shape yesterday. Indianapolis Colts first quarter. You know what Jeff wants to do? He wants to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. They did it early on, specifically right at this Philadelphia Eagles defense. A bunch of double teams, a great opening drive, running the football, third and goal, walk it all the way in. Taylor would rush it for 84. Colts a 7-0 lead. Eagles some sloppiness. Jason Kelsey a bad snap. There's a reason why Jalen Hurts gets crouched down into that shotgun snap (laughs) position so much, because Kelsey fires it back. That one's high and hot. Difficult to catch. Fourth quarter, Eagles down 13-3. Trying to avoid consecutive losses. Jalen Hurts, look at this. Big story of the game was his legs in the second half, whether the design stuff or the scramble. Go make a play. Not only the vision and the field, but the physical physicality that he can run the ball with. And then RC, when he gets a clean pocket, he's got Quez Watkins for the score. Listen, if you watch Jalen Hurts wow. throughout his career, this is passes we didn't see him make. This was an absolute dime yeah. to Quez Watkins in the red zone. So here's what it came down to. Four minutes left. Eagles down 16-10. Hurts looking for Miles Sanders. Any question, Dan, that this was pass interference? No, absolutely not. Broken play. He heaves it downfield. Sanders does a good job to try to come back. Zaire Franklin, the linebacker, runs right through. And so in the end, when they needed it, and here's a fourth down play, they trusted the quarterback. It's really shotgun quarterback sneak essentially. Just give him the ball, and then we broke this down in the first hour. The PRO. Fade, no. Stick, no. Everybody covers. Here comes quarterback draw following the back in the center. The pass run option. He takes it in himself. Jalen Hurts gives the Eagles their first lead, then last gasp here for Indy. Matt Ryan, he's just going to wind up dumping it off the fourth and forever. Eagles wind up coming back to win at 17-16 in a thriller. A give credit to our friend Jeff Saturday. That team is fighting and playing hard, but just not as good as the Eagles who win a game while not playing at their best. What does that tell us about them, Rex? I tell you what, I mean, that is impressive as hell to me, Grinny. And the reason I say it, look, 
The Chiefs weren't at their, be- their best when they played the Colts. Well, mm-hmm. guess what they couldn't do? They couldn't find a way to win. That's right. All right? The Eagles weren't at their best against the Colts, but they did find a way to yeah. win. And Jalen Hurts specifically, all right, yeah. he really wasn't – he kind of struggled a little bit throwing the football. But you know what? He relied on his legs. He finds a different way to win, and that's with his legs. This guy is so unusual as a player. This guy has tailback skills as a runner. That's my favorite play of the game right there, that fourth down play, because game's on the line, and you know what? I'm going to give it to my best player. My best player is Jalen Hurts, and as a runner, he's still my best player. You said an interesting thing. You said what the Eagles have gone through the last two weeks is called football. What does that mean? Well, because we watched this team absolutely – take people to the woodshed in the first half of, like, the first seven games. And in the second half, this team didn't have to play. One, you lose a game. When you lose a game, you see what the medal of your locker room is. And then you come back the next week, and you're playing the Indianapolis Colts, who you know you should beat, and you're losing in the fourth quarter. And now this makes you look at your quarterback, look at your coach, look at your sideline and say, who are we going to be in the most important moments, in the moments that truly reveal championship character? This is who they are. You have a quarterback that's unflappable. You have a defense that can find ways to make enough plays to get your offense the ball. And you have a team that believes they can find ways to win when they are not at their best. Those things are important. There's only been one undefeated team, y'all. And that team was in 1972. There's a reason. You lose, you go through adversity, but how do you come out on the other side? Two things for me. I think the big difference that you see, the difference uh, between Jalen Hurts and Carson is Jalen's unwavering emotion. That matters. And that's got to be a breath of fresh air for that locker room, and you have to give him credit for that. I will say this. I agree with the reality of winning the game. I think there are two things that if I were an Eagles fan, I'd pay attention to have to give you a little bit of concern, okay? Number one, they don't do a great job defensively of handing double teams in the run game. Now, we'll see what happens with Jordan Davis come back and Sue and, and, and Joseph get more reps. And then also, offensively, the last two weeks, I feel like they chase big plays. Like, they're just, they miss Dallas Goddard and that he has to get healthy for this team to go on a Super Bowl run. But they chase big plays offensively, and I don't think that that's who they are offensively. Well, I think the other piece the other piece of I'm not scared about chasing the big plays is the big play to A.J. Brown. The ball hits him in his hand. It pops into another guy's hands for us. Makes week, a huge yes. play last week. Yep. And then Quez Watkins catches the ball behind the defense, trips over his own feet, and then fumbles. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't have those two plays, we're not saying they're chasing big plays, but they're making big plays as well. And so I think you have to watch how that develops down the stretch. One way or another, in, in a league at a time, in the league when being the number one seed is so disproportionately important. The Eagles continue to have the inside track on that. In the meantime, time for your wake-up call because I'm contractually obligated to show you how this ended 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. Hit it. The snap, waist on, pressure-free punt, and it's a good one. Forcing Jones to backpedal, right side at the 16. Stabbed left, ran it right down the sideline, to the 40, to the 50, to the left, left to the 45, beats the punter to the 35-30. Marcus Jones down the middle of the 10, into the end zone. Touchdown! No flag! Touchdown, Patriots! Wow. All right, so that happened, and, and we'll talk in a minute about the significance of it. One of the things is that the Patriots now beaten the Jets 14 straight times. The Jets have not won there in the regular season in a very long time. Right. You beat them there in the playoffs in 2011. What was the starting quarterback matchup the last time the Jets won in New England in the regular season? 
Well, I mean, obviously, I would be the coach, right? There's no question. <laughs> I would have been the coach. Why? Because I'm a great one, man. Right. <laughs> coach for six years. He would have given me six opportunities to, to win this thing. You so never clearly, did. I had to be the guy. Well, you know what? I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. But the year before, somebody did. And it was, who was it? Was it Joe Namath? No, it was Brett Favre. Yep. And you know who he did it against? Matt Castle. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, I told you I got more confidence, Brett. Brett, I told you I had more confidence in it. When you showed me the paper, you showed me. Give it to him again, Rex. Give it to him again. I'm, I'm searching for something. Find it. Find I'm it, Rex. Right? Where is it? Where is it? What do I got Give it to him. That's what it is. That's what it is. Here, you embarrassed me in front of the country with I can't beat the, the, this team for six years. But you know what? I just beat you. I just no! beat you. So, what's really telling? That was a really long time ago. And after the game yesterday, there were clearly more questions than answers. I want you to hear some of the Jets, including their coach, after it was done. You talk about the second half, especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards. Um, yeah, it was dog It's not okay. You know I mean, straight up, he's not okay. We had, how many, how many total yards we had? A little over 100. Yeah, that is not, not, not going to fly. Do you feel like you let the defense down? No, no. So that comment seems not to have sat well. We exploded talking about it earlier here, but maybe more significantly internally. Rich Samini covers the Jets for us, and he tweets hearing this morning there are a lot of raw feelings about Zach Wilson's post-game accountability or lack thereof. For those who were not with us earlier, we'll just do an abbreviated. We, yeah. we, we spent a lot of time on this earlier. At the end of the day, it, it, the, he, I can tell you right now, as, as a well-known Jet fan, he has lost the fan base. Yesterday was the day Zach Wilson lost the fan base. They're screaming to put the backup in. But losing the fan base is not what really matters. Losing the locker yes. room could be the end of a player's sure. career. No, absolutely. And I, 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 I'm going to tell you this. Robert Sala's got to be at his very best. And, I, and I, I'm confident that he will. First thing he's going to do is walk in that defensive, uh, defensive room and say, listen, fellas, you got to trust me on it. This kid's immature. He's got to grow from it, but we can't give up on him. And if we want to get to where we want to go, and that's the playoffs this year, you've got to understand, you've got to trust me in this. Because right now, they'll, they'd beat the hell out of this kid, yeah. you know, making a comment like that. And I don't think the guy realized when you're on that podium, you're not just trying to get it over with. You're speaking to your locker room as well as the fan base. And you can't, it was a disaster the way well, he handled it. The other piece of it is, too, not only does Robert Sala uh, have to do that, you know what he has to do? He has to go talk to C.J. Mosley. He has to go talk yeah. to Jordan Whitehead. He has to go talk to Quentin, to Quentin Williams and say, look, I know the rest of the guys might not be on board with this. I need you to be the action of me. I need you to put your arm around Zach Wilson. I need the other guys to see that you are rocking with your quarterback, and that has to be That's why it's important to bring in guys that know Robert well. He brought in several veteran players. Dan, let's just get to the bottom line of it here. This is the number two pick in the draft a year and a half ago. Have you already – what have you seen in him that suggests – 
This, is, this will turn around, and he will wind up being a player who is worth having been drafted where he <laughs> Why your face look like I mean, that? Is there anything? I, I, I'm asking the question. No. His greatest moment is still the, the pro day throw, correct? I, I'm not trying to be a jerk no, to the kid. Is. No, That's the greatest moment. And all we've had is injuries, disappointment in performance, and also the inability to do the number one thing when you have that positional role. Be accountable. And I didn't get to say this in our first hour, and I'll just say it right now. What should bother everyone the most about what Zach Wilson said at the end, right there, what you heard, is that he was telling the truth. He doesn't think he let everybody and down. You can't yeah. flip oh, the switch scary. on accountability. And, and that's the problem. It's one thing if he was just peeved by the question and just felt like fighting back. He wasn't fighting. He was answering the question he's re- honestly. He's wide receiver. Th- th- Garrett Wilson is right. Yeah. You know what? Garrett Wilson played with a better quarterback in college. Garrett Wilson played yeah. with C.J. Stroud in college. He knows what a good quarterback looks like. He's supposed to be able to throw the ball through a windy day when Mac Jones, who was a pea shooter for an arm as yeah. likes to say, shredded. The, right, when he's getting rushed like crazy, was throwing in. Infinitely better passes. Zach Wilson couldn't complete a pass behind the line of scrimmage yesterday. But yeah. you know what? Young quarterbacks are going to stink sometimes, sure. especially against Bill Belichick. Yeah. Come out and say it. I remember Sanchez saying it. I'm old enough to remember Joe Namath saying it. Zach Wilson's got to recognize he's about to lose everything. He's got sort of an attitude about him that suggests that everything has been handed to him. And it has been. But right now, he's about to lose everything. And he looks to me like he's the last person to realize yeah, it. Yeah, no. And, and here's what he has to to say you got to you got to let them know this anytime it doesn't go well for our football team my fault me and I right yep. me and I just say I've got to get better I've got That's to throw say what you want about you. Sam Darnold. This he had bad moments. Me. Sam Darnold would stand there every and, single time I, and say, I got to play better. Sam Darnold was infinitely better Sanchez? than yeah, Zach that's Wilson. True. Sam yeah, Darnold that's was true. better. Under worse circumstances, Sam Darnold was way better than Zach Wilson. All right. Great NBA action coming your way on Wednesday night. I'll be Man. delighted to talk about something else. Jason Tatum and the Celtics hosting Luka and the Mavs. Then we got Steph and the Warriors taking on Paul George and the Clippers. Coverage tips off with NBA Countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, Dak responds to his critics in a big way. Dan will show you one play that has him thinking Super Bowl thoughts. Don't miss it. Next. Sorry, Dak. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone laughs, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> all right, here we go. RC tweets every Sunday during all these games, and we find the best ones, and everyone likes the way I read them. And so here we go. RC, first one. Show the F out, Justin Fields, then. Y'all can just hate if you want, but he is just him, Fields. Like three dudes in the world that hit the diaper do, direct the traffic, and deliver the throw on third down. RC, explain that. Now, the diaper do is a play on dipsy do, right? Because I know I wanted to go dipsy do, but in 2022, I just want to talk about the way he was crapping on folks in the backfield. (laughs) Listen, he's going to spin out. He's going to get to the outside. And you think, oh, he's going to run. No, I'm going to go back the other way, direct the traffic, Get the football out of my hand to, and get him up the field to Equimini and St. Brown. If you watch just
Justin Fields throughout the day yesterday, it was play after play yeah. after play that was ultimate athleticism. And this is a team that needs that because they aren't really that good yep. around him. Now, in the end, he's running and he sees like his clavicle is hurt. Yeah, and hurt. then he throws the interception. And I was so upset about it. He is showing week after week that he could be the best quarterback in that entire draft class last year. They'll be here Sunday to play another yep. quarterback from that class in Zach Wilson. All right, next week. I don't think big people should get should get flagged for doing things big people do. I mean, so what? John Ridgeway belly to back suplexed him. What else is an extremely large man to do? RC, explain that to me. Greeny, do you know it's hard being big, bro? Like, your clothes don't really fit the right way. You gotta go shop at places where you can't really get shopped. And now the one thing you I got is being big, and you don't wanna let me get big. You know what? If he don't wanna get belly to back suplex, then go down. Since he didn't go down, you got your face in my crotch. He picked him up, spun him, yawn. But he's big, Greeny. Like, big people should get to go big. Like, I get to do little people stuff, right? Like, this suit is Euro cut because I'm a little person. Yeah, it is. Right? You got to allow me to do this. He is big. Allow him to do big people things. That was a funny point. I think it's a shame. All right, one more. There was once an analyst that picked the Vikings to beat the Cowboys. Reasons were sound, study was clean, and he felt so sure. He was wrong than a buy because the Cowboys pulled out a whole can of whip as offense was unstoppable and defense immovable. And said analyst ate crow. RC, explain that tweet. One, I was I was wronged in a bit. Bit, bit, <laughs> not by the bit, bit. I was wrong in a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. All right. It's okay. You add like a T and a C in there, and you'll get it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I just want to say to Cowboys Nation, I am sorry. I came on here and I was very flippant on Friday. I was sitting in front of my little my little whatever case behind me, and I just felt good. There's UFC stuff behind me. There's a Super Bowl trophy, something you guys haven't seen in this millennium. Dang. And Woo-hoo. so I felt in a way that I could say and bloviate in the way that was wrong. Uh-huh. Minnesota did not score a lot of points. Uh-huh. Minnesota did not have 200 yards from a running back, 200 yards from a wide receiver. They actually only scored three points. It was a complete <laughs> blowout. I did study for the game, and I felt very good about the things I'd studied. Dan Quinn, you tricked me. You let <laughs> Michael Parsons be Michael Parsons. Joe Witt, defensive back coach, you tricked me. You let Trayvon Diggs follow. And the Minnesota Vikings, you also tricked me too. I thought you'd run the ball. I thought you'd play sound defense. I thought Dalvin Cook would have a good day, and Justin Jefferson would get off. I was wrong. Then a bit. The, the, the preceding message uh, I completely endorse because we thought the Vikings would make this the game of the day and clearly they did anything but. Let me get Danny in here, though, because there was one play you were telling us. That Dak, <laughs> that Dak Prescott, let's try and move past that gracefully, that, that Dak Prescott made yesterday. Yeah. Because, look, Dak heard a lot of questions here and everywhere last week. He had a lot of answers yesterday. What did you say? Control at the line of scrimmage is everything for Dak Prescott on this offense. That third and 14 touchdown to Tony Pollard is a big deal. So, I want everyone to pay attention to Dal- Dallas Schultz, or Dalton Schultz, excuse me. He's going to be singled up by himself like they do with Kansas City and Travis Kelsey. Now, he's communicating to Dak Prescott like, hey, hey, pay attention to here. Now, what he's doing is trying to tell him, look at, see, hey, I got two, I got two. He's pointing to Harrison Smith, the safety, and that linebacker. Right now, Harrison's walking down, communicating to that linebacker and that corner, Patrick Peterson, because Dalton Schultz by himself changes everything in the defense. What I want everyone to pay attention to on third and 14 
game. Minnesota runs what we call cover four a lot of times. You have a deep quarter, you have a deep quarter, you have a deep quarter and deep quarter. Remember the communication that was happening with Harrison Smith. What he's doing is changing it from four to what we call four kick or four push. The reason being is this. There's trips up top here. He's going to say because of those trips and it's a tight end by himself, instead of it being four, what he's going to do is you cover four, you cover four, but instead of me going back here, what I'm going to do is go four kick and instead of going there, I'm going to actually push to that trip side, okay? Now what happens is this. When you do that, that's going to man up both two things. That tight end is going to be manned by Patrick Peterson. This linebacker is going to now have man coverage on Tony Pollard. Dak Prescott was paying attention. Watch with the leg kick. He's going to see. Now he's going to communicate at the line of scrimmage. Hey, fellas, I want you to run off. I'm going to take advantage of that man-to-man with the back and the linebacker. It doesn't matter what you're in. Harrison Smith, I know exactly what you're doing. What he's going to do is make sure that Harrison Smith is going to kick to the field. He's going to take this tight end and run Patrick Peterson off. Now, so often what we'll do offensively in a third down situation, because of that man coverage, I'll take my back, push him up, and run the out. What Dak Prescott said, I don't want it. I want more than that. I'm going to take my back, push him up, out, and up again on that man coverage linebacker. Great job by Dak seeing Harrison Smith's going to push that way. I got the back one-on-one versus the linebacker. Watch Tony Pollard widen man coverage. I'll set him. Here comes the out. Now I go up the field. Dak Prescott makes an absolutely perfect throw. He saw the coverage pre-snap, knew that Harrison Smith was going to go to the field. Dalton Schultz does a great job of alerting to it. And then on third and 14, he gets a 70-yard touchdown pass to a tailback, completely ends the game. That's really extremely well done. And you made the point earlier, and this was something we talked about. Dominique brought it up last year, and you talked about it a lot. They let Dak do a lot of stuff at the line of scrimmage last year, and yesterday he was doing it again. Yeah, and they have the people to allow him to get the information. You know, that's why Schultz and not plays by himself. I know what the coverage is going to be, and it's not only getting us out of bad plays offensively, it's getting us into perfect and or ideal plays. Yeah. Candidly, it's what Peyton Manning used to do many years yeah, ago. And, that, and the key there is you got to get out of the huddle and give them time. Get on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, allows point. them to, to see that stuff. Let, let's say a lot of good things about the Cowboys here. Dak, terrific. The defense, unbelievable. Coaching, good job. And you know what? Teams that go through a lot of adversity and survive, those are the teams you believe in. Cowboys lost their quarterback. Yeah. Everybody wrote them off. All of a sudden yesterday, they look like a Super Bowl they, team. They look fantastic. The most impressive performance I've seen all season by any team. And when I look at Dak uh, specifically, this is the best game he played all season. And we forget he was injured. Yeah. And it comes back. Russell Wilson had the same injury, struggled three games back. Now Dak is healthy. You know, what, yeah, go. you know what I didn't think about, though? Sometimes when you have a second half like these two teams had, it gives you false impressions of yourself. If you're the Dallas Cowboys and you play that way in the second half of Green Bay, like, man, we got to get so much better. We got to change some things. We got to really get to work. And if you finish like the Minnesota Vikings, you're like, you know what? We're okay. We just beat the Buffalo Bills. When in truth, if you watch, those games in totality, it was probably opposite. And the Dallas Cowboys seemed like the team more intent on changing the fortunes of last week, and we watched that play out. And so as of this moment, Cowboys are going to get the Giants on Thanksgiving. Keep an eye on Dallas as they go down the stretch. First take is coming up. You know they'll be talking about the Cowboys. Can't wait to hear what Stephen A. has to say about this. What kind of statement did the boys make Sunday in Minnesota? Michael Irvin will be there. Stephen A., Molly, and company. Five and a half minutes from now on ESPN.
The NFL returns to Mexico tonight. Week 11, we got the Niners and Cardinals 8 Eastern. ESPN Deportes has the game as well. ESPN app coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6. We all like San Francisco. They are an 8-point favorite tonight against Arizona. Setting the stage, of course, for Dan. No other way to finish on a Monday. Quick joke. Um, we got to make clear, you guys don't eat Thanksgiving, right? Or, or turkey on Thanksgiving, Turkey's right? the worst what? part of Thanksgiving. Right. It's the sides only. Waste the calories. Give me the sides. Uh, what, All right, here's you, you the don't joke. Think I eat here's the joke. Um, what did the mother's turkey say to her children when they were bad? Uh, I'm a winky. What did they say? If your father could see you now, he would turn over in his gravy. <laughs> I like that one. I like it. I like Turned that over one. It is. We're really disintegrating. <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs>